our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Vote for IFL in this year's Sports Podcast Awards. Go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com and vote for us in Best Combat Sports Podcast and the Diverse Voices Awards categories. IFL Pod, available across all major streaming platforms now. You're, you, you've got the bit between your teeth. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've heard that for you there. Um, aye, absolutely, mate. I've, I've been doing here for a number of months now anyway, you know, training away and just getting fit, really. Just just keeping sharp and just keeping focused, you know, um, just keeping away from up the road and just, just focusing on, on this next couple of years, you know, and just make the most of it. So I am just training away and just keeping sharp and keeping in shape, as you say. I'm looking in good shape in that. So I just uh, keeping fit in that and hopefully... Hopefully, be working on a, a number of fights and and hopefully get these fights sorted pretty soon. You know, so aye, that's that's the plan, mate. That's the plan to, to hopefully get more active this year. You know, and I've said a number of times I want to get out at least twice mm-hmm. this year. And um, but if I can get a third one, then uh, even better. So aye, I want to get I want to make up for lost time in terms of obviously the the COVID shit and all that. You know, I only boxed three times mm-hmm. in three years, so. I want to get the momentum back and get back to boxing regularly again. So, aye, that's the plan. I've got to ask, like you said, that there's been a lot... I've seen on Twitter and whatnot that uh, what's Josh got left and what's Josh got to give the sport. Now, when a lot of fighters, when they become undisputed, they maybe have conquered boxing, so they might not have that hunger to carry on. But for you, though, Josh, you said that you, you want a busy 2024 You've only had one fight a year in the last three years, like you said. But for you, how much, how much have you got left to give the sport? And what ambitions and what dreams do you still have for the sport? I've got plenty left. You know what? So I've had one loss. So I've had one loss. So now I'm all of a sudden finished. You know, I had a bad performance against Jack, and then another sort of okay performance against uh, Lopez. But again, it wasn't my best. But I've had one loss. So what is that? Me finished? Is that me finished? Come on, the still there. All, all, all the greats mm. in, the, in the past and that have had losses, multiple losses, but they're still great fighters. Mm. So yes, I'm a great fighter, and of course the hunger's still there. You know, I've got ambitions to obviously um, get this rematch done with Jack. Hopefully at some point, uh, probably hopefully sooner rather than later, um, and then move on, get him out of the way, move on, and become hopefully become a two weight world champion. That's the goals I want to set. You know, I've I've achieved everything I can at one forty. Mm. So in terms of Achievement wise and belts, I've done it all. So I want to move up to Welter and hopefully become a two weight world champion, start chasing titles up there, you know, see what the layout of the land is in terms of 
with the belts if they come available if tenants moves up or vacates or anything like that. So, aye, there's 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 futures bright. You know what I mean? There's there's huge fights both at one forty and one forty seven. Mm. So. Um, you've got Devin Haney coming up and all these Garcias and all that coming up as well. So the the there's a lot of options out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of options out there and, and big fights and that's what I'm in the and still in the game for is to be involved in these big fights and um and produce big nights. So yeah, I can't wait. You mentioned his name Jack Carroll. Now we have to talk about it, Josh, because I've done numerous interviews with Mr. Sam Jones and there's talk about an offer here and an offer there and there's talk of a third offer. Now I've heard Tam's side of the, the, the argument side, Tam's side of the story I just want to get your side of the story how close are we to getting this fight made? Hopefully we're close you know but we're, I'm obviously leaving it down to my lawyer um, to, to sort all the nitty gritty bits but all this three offers and all this lot of nonsense I had one offer and top rank didn't even come to me with it because it was a crap offer so they, they didn't even come to me and say look this is what they've come with they just says, we've had an offer, we've rejected it. And, I, and I, for me, I went, well, what was it? And they told me, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? And then, so they've went back. They says they came back with a second offer, which essentially was the same offer, but taking away the American rights, which then meant for me to get to the number that we were looking for and stuff, Top Rank would have to then pay the rest of it. And top rank, but well, we're not promoting it, so why are we going to put the money in for it and all that kind of stuff? So it was all that kind of nonsense, which uh, I'm not really interested in. You know, I just want to fight, but I want to get paid fairly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to fight for for buttons. You know, I'm not going to fight for chocolate buttons. If I'm, if I'm going to fight, I know what I'm worth, and I know what sort of money should be there about in the fight. You know, um, and I get don't get me wrong. I know when you take a loss, you take a pay cut. It goes with saying that the sport is just like that, but. The offer that they first gave me was a piss take. Like, so I'm not going to fight for chocolate buttons, that's for sure. I've got to ask, obviously, with what we see on social media and stuff, with, with you and Jack and sometimes with, with Sam Jones, sometimes boxing, you can manufacture this beef or this hatred between another fighter where f- to get grabs the fans' imagination. But for you and Jack... There's no manufactured beef between the two of you. you I, I, it's probably safe to say that both of you don't like each other. Um, so this fight for you and Jack, is, it means a lot right now, doesn't it? Because it's two guys that have this sort of like distaste for each other and you just want to settle the score once and for all. And is that how you see this fight? Is to settle the score and put this one to bed? Yeah, I just want to settle the score. I mean, I'm already 1-0 up anyway, you know, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says, you know. I, I thought that I did just enough to win the fight. I've said it numerous times that it could have went either way. You know, if it had went to him, I would have had no complaints, but the judges obviously saw it and gave it in my direction um, due to his tactics, you know, due to his spoiling and holding and carrying on. You know, I thought it was in a wrestling match at times. So I thought I did just enough to win the fight. If I had went to Jack, Fair enough, but I had no complaints either because it was a close fight. But the way he's carried on after the fight, you know, it's, I've never met someone to cry so much and whinge so much at that whole team. Just unbelievable, you know. So, I, I'll get, I'll get stick again for this for saying this. And no, oh, I do believe you won the fight, but yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so you can say what they fucking want. I don't give a shit. But I'm already one 0 up. But this time I'll be prepared. I won't be making the mistake of looking over my opponent this time, which is what I done the last time. That was my mistake I made. That's 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 kind of like because you already had. I said to you that fight week that a lot of people were talking about fighting Terence Crawford, and there was a lot of talk about 
Earl Spence and all these guys at 147 but for Jack it was 100% Josh Taylor a lot of questions were aimed at, at, at you but you never had that you were getting a lot but it's our fault probably in the media because we do like to stir the pot a little bit but was that a small do you admit that that was a small part of the performance that night was looking past Jack and looking ahead to 147 yeah, all those bigger names yeah I was looking at you know obviously defending against Jack and moving up to 147 and chasing a, a title of 147 but I didn't have the fear factor. I didn't have the respect. I didn't have this because because of the style he is. I mean, every every fight he's in is a bore fest. It's a snore fest. Um, he is good at what he does, which is slowing fights down and slowing paces down and and being a bit of a spoiler, really. You know, he's good at what he does. You know, so um, I never had any of that going into this fight. But this fight, I've got the spite and I've got the bit between my teeth to to show what I'm what I'm good at and show the the difference in the levels. With everything that's gone on, do you have to? knock Jack out or would you settle for a, a 12 round decision because like I say the, the, the animosity that you used to have is between each other is something that we don't really see in boxing as much nowadays two fighters that really dislike each other so do you go? are you going in this fight with the, the ambition to, to, to knock somebody like Jack out no I don't need to knock him out I just need to do what I do and I'll win you know I don't need to knock him out if the knockout comes great um, if I see him and I hurt him I'll get him out of there because I'm a good finisher and I can hurt people so, yeah, if it comes, I'll take him out. But I'm not going to be going out and solely knock him out, you know. Mm. So yeah, I'll just I'll just take it as it comes. We all want to see this fight. I think you 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 just need to go on social media that the fans are wanting this fight. The guys in the media are wanting this fight. So again, without going into too much detail, because again, we're not privy to contract talks or and all this sort of stuff. How close is this fight to being made, Josh? If you could put a percentage in how close this is, what would it be? I'm not really sure, you know. I'm leaving it to I'm leaving it to my my lawyer to sort out, really, you know. So hopefully we're there or thereabouts, and we're hopefully getting close to it, you know. But yeah, it would, if it doesn't happen, it's a real shame. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's um, getting made pretty soon. Hopefully, I've got to say, Sam Jones says that if you do see him at a show or something like that, don't slap him in the face. <laughs> just 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 go at the body. That's it. I've got to ask you that. Would you go at his body at least? Give him a little dig to the ribs. I'd just give him a swift kick in the balls. <laughs> No, listen. But like I say, you, you mentioned other big fights out there, and I've saw a Sky Sports interview where you mentioned you would love the Teofimo Lopez yeah. rematch, and yeah. you mentioned Ryan Garcia's and the Devin Haney's, and all these guys. You looked at the one four. You said the one four seven pound landscape right now. We don't know what's happening. Yeah. Don't know if Tense Crawford's going to move up, vacate all them belts, and they become scarred. So. When you look at sort of like twenty twenty four and the, the roadmap that you have in your head for twenty twenty four, how does that look? Yeah, obviously, hopefully the priority is obviously to get this, this fight done. Um, and then hopefully, you know, I just want to be involved in big fights now. I just want to be involved in big fights. Whatever fights come along that, that suit me, I'll take, absolutely. You know, big fights, the, the 140 divisions heating back up. But you're like, so you're Devin Haney's and stuff, you know. I put that wee tweet out there, say, I'll give you the fight of your life. But there was already talks about Devin Haney moving up to 147 and I was going to be moving up to 147 so it's like well that's a perfect fight and a huge fight you know he's, he's beat one of my former foes in, in uh, Progre made it look easy as well so it's like yeah I thought that's, that'd be a great fight I'll fight you if you're on the way up to 147 let's have a fight let's have a crack at it it'd be, it'd be amazing you know what I mean so yeah I just think I just for me I just want to be I just want to be active I just want to be active this year and hopefully have another strap Run my waist by the end of the year or next year and get, get chasing a strap again Josh when I've said this 
this numerous times in interviews with yourself. I can remember being in the gym with you back in lock end when you were a kid and I was just plodding away. Um, you used to always write at the end of the sessions, Josh Taylor, future world champion. You manifested it, right? Do you still do that in terms of a new goal? Yeah. Do you, are you manifesting and trying to think of a new goal, whether it be a two-weight world champion? Is that something you're doing right now and ma- trying to manifest this new ambition in your pro career? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still doing all that kind of stuff, you know, like future two-weight world champion and all that kind of stuff. I'm, yeah, I do believe in it. The the, power, the law of attraction, you know, um, manifesting and making yourself believe it, your, your self-conscious it fucking works, you know. I've I've done it for years, and I've read a lot of books of that law of attraction and stuff as well. And and I've I've saw lots of different interviews with people, different sports people, and business people, and all that kind of stuff. And the manifestation stuff does work, and I've experienced it myself. You know, I've done it for years, and it just does definitely work. Yeah, and listen, I'm privy to that because I can remember you you wasted probably a bit. 25 pages of a 100-page book on Terry McCormack's notepad to, to, on that sort of stuff. But like I said to you right now, boxing's heating up, Josh, in terms of the big fights we're getting to see. We're getting to see the big fights. We got to see Earl Spence against Terence Crawford. We got to see Tank Davis against Ryan Garcia. We've seen great fights this year. We're seeing finally the undisputed fight against Fury and uh, Usyk in the heavyweight division. Um, for you, though, when you look at all these big fights being made, does that give you the hunger to be like, I want to be involved in that again. I want to be involved in these massive, massive fights, whether it be in Scotland or MSG, I think that you still you still feel like Vegas still owes you a little bit because of the, the COVID restrictions back then. That one was a bit of a kick in the teeth, you know, because it's like you dream all your life to become a, a world champion and then you get the chance of having everything, you know, and it's in Vegas and this and that. I'm like, oh, fantastic, amazing. I land this fucking shot to become an undisputed world champion, the first in the UK to do it, and and nobody could come. Mm. Nobody could come. There was nobody, like, I think there was me, Terry, my pal John, my pal Munchie, and the rest of the boxing team. And that was it. <coughs> Lee and yourself, but, like, like, so like, none of my family could come. You know, the amount of messages that I'd had for, for my pals and mates that grew up watching me and stuff and going to all my fights as an amateur and professional saying we're, we're saving up for one day for when we mm. go to America and all this and that and that time finally comes and what a cracker to get and nobody could go yeah. nobody could go and it was just like it was a bit of a a, a bit of a bittersweet you know it was, it, I was obviously gutted that nobody could come but obviously I was over the moon when obviously I got the titles and stuff like that and achieved a lifelong dream but it was a, also it was a bit stained because mm. of the nobody could come and couldn't witness it, you know, and the amount of people that were saying, "Man, we're gutted that we couldn't come," and man, my family couldn't even come, you know. So it was, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit shit. But you know, so hopefully we can get back there and do it again and get a big fight over in America again. Definitely, and I'm going to be at that one 100. percent um, Like I mentioned to you, the boxing, we're getting to see the, the big fights that we all want to see, and I'm, I'm going to get your thoughts on it all because Saudi Arabia seems to be the place right now and they're making these fights that we all want to see whether it be this crazy idea of a 5v5 Hearn versus Warren card and all this but we are getting to see the final you've been undisputed champion I think the fact that we need to put more emphasis on the undisputed to find out who the number one guy is in the division it's okay you're having four world champions but who's number one right so we are getting Tyson Fury I know you've got a good relationship with with Tyson Fury but you do like southpaws as well you're in that southpaw clip you do like southpaws Uh, he's up against uh, Usyk Usyk, yeah. yeah so can you pick a winner on this one? Does size matter? I've said it for a long time. I think, I think that 
a good big one beats a good little one. Um, and I just think Fury's a little bit too big. Um, and I think he'll maybe try and use that advantage of the weight and stuff. And we've saw that, that Usyk doesn't really like it downstairs. Um, but having said that, going off performances and last two performances, Fury hasn't looked great either. You know, so it's a real pick and fight. Um, and I do think I, I do think Fury will win, but I think Usyk's got the styles and the the attributes to make it a nightmare for him in terms of stylistically. Mm. Um, I just think it can be it can go either one or two ways. It can either be a real cagey sort of awkward match for Tyson, or he's got to go in and sort of use his natural weight and strength and size and try and push on him. So, but I, I can see Tyson winning. Yeah, obviously. Your old coach Ben Davison is now working with Anthony Joshua, and I will ask about Joshua and Ganu. But obviously, the last performance there with Joshua against Otto Wallen, we've seen sort of quote unquote the old Anthony Joshua, and you've worked with Ben, and you know how tactically and technically he is with with footage and and with Lee Wiley and all these guys. So, how much credit do you give Ben for that last performance with Anthony for, uh, for Anthony Joshua? Yeah, I thought he'd done really well. You know, I don't think I had a an awful long time with him um, before that fight was it six weeks yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I um, think he done well with it you know they obviously they broke down Wallen um, his style and all that sort of stuff obviously Joshua's had previous experiences with Wallen as well in terms of, I think it's sparring and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah I think that they think they worked well together given the two of them working with past experiences against Wallen so yeah I think they worked well I think they worked well Joshua Ringanu. Now, there's a little bit of Ringanu in terms of what we saw with Tyson Fury um, in the last fight. Now, he's fighting Anthony Joshua. You've got two big units, 19 stone, 20 stone, whatever they may be, knockout artists, let's say. Um, are you excited about this one? Or do you still, are you in the belief that these are gimmick fights and you don't really like them? Are you? Yeah. Um, I think Tyson made the worst mistake that anybody does. Guilty of myself looking past your opponent and underestimating your opponent and not taking it seriously and just thinking, I'll, I'll get fit and whatever and turn up and I'll win. And that's what happened and he almost paid for it. you know. So I don't believe that Ngannou will get anywhere near Joshua. Um, although he looks like he punches, he looks like he punches, he can, he, can, he can sort of move around and hold the ring. I was quite impressed with his sort of ring generalship and his movement, to be honest. But in terms of actual boxing and stuff, I don't think he really did that much against Tyson. Um, you know, he obviously put him over and things like that. But I think Tyson landed the the more punches. But um, I just I just can't see it. You know, I think Josh is going to know what to expect now, and he's going to have his eye on the ball because he wants to do a job on him better than what Tyson done. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for me though, without being disrespectful or anything like that, I just I, just, I do think it's still just a. As as Heron said, a gimmick, a gimmick fight. Mm. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because it, boxing's a, a crazy sport, man. It is. You don't know who. Like people are getting shots here, there, and you just need a couple of good wins, and you get a shot at this guy. Yeah, well, it's it's a mad sport. Yeah, it's a mad sport, and especially in that heavyweight division. You know, mm. these guys are getting hips like getting kicked from a horse. You know, so it's like if if Ngannou had done it, it would be another huge upset. But with the heavyweights, man, if you just you get clipped, you're you're out or you're down, you know. So, I say it's 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 definitely entertaining anyway. But I don't think that will be a very competitive fight, especially if Joshua gets back to 
um, putting his combinations a little bit more together, you know, a little bit more aggressive and putting his punches more output again. I think he'll he'll get Ngannou out of there. What, what's your thoughts on Saudi? If they offered you a fight out there, now let's just say Jack Carroll, you, they got offered the Saudi gig, are, are you willing to go out there? I think we spoke a little bit off camera that you think you and Jack deserves to be in the UK, but yeah. if that fight does come around, to f- the opportunity does come to fight in Saudi Arabia and experience that out there, would you take that fight in Saudi? No, I think I think the, the fight with me and Jack, it's a UK fight. You know, um, I think that, you know, all the big fights are going away over there now, you know, um, and what's the UK left with, you know, and what's the fans, the home fans left with? Nothing really, you know, it's like, um, apart from going going over there for money, really, you know, that's what they're all going over there for, is for money. Um, and they're leaving, they're leaving all the home fans and the fan, and, and over here with nothing, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, I think the fight with myself and Jack and stuff, I think that's a UK fight and it, um, it has to be here for the fans in the UK. Jack said Manchester, you said Glasgow. Or would you expect it to be in London, maybe a neutral ground, maybe? Yeah, maybe we'll see what we see. But, you know, Jack doesn't sell any tickets. I saw his last fight. It was here in Liverpool. There was about 50 people in when he came on. You know, the, the, the stadium emptied. Um, it was full, but that's because all the, the Scouse fighters were on the undercard. And he came on and it emptied. You know, so he's not a ticket seller. He's, he just he doesn't put bums on seats. So, if he wants to go to Manchester and it'd be an even bigger arena than than uh, Liverpool when he fought the last time, it's going to f- feel like it's empty. You know, there'll still be a lot of people in because um, I'll bring a lot of people down, but maybe not quite as much as it would be when it's up there. It'll definitely be full up there. Hopefully, listen. Like I say, as a, as a boxing fan, as, a, as as well as a media guy, I do hope this fight does does happen. But I've got to get your thoughts on it. Since you do work and train alongside the Smith brothers and stuff like that, you obviously seen Cam's fight with Artur Bertabiev, and yeah. we will talk about the fight itself. But that atypical finding, the Smith brothers have been very vocal about it, and having that, even though it's atypical, it's not really a failed test. It's not an adverse test, but there was still an yeah. increase in HGH and test in it, in, in his system, and he did get blood taken again and urine, and it came back negative. But your Thoughts on that whole situation? It just it just stinks, doesn't it? It's like HGH at a, a, a forty year old. You know, obviously your testosterone levels are are down compared to a guy at maybe thirty or or Callum's age. You know, and um, I just think it, uh, the whole situation in this sport with this drug. Doping testing, it's just stinking at the minute. It's, it's really, really bad. It needs a clean out. You know, it's, they're going to have to start putting bans on people for life for life. Yeah. yeah, for life. I mean, boxing's dangerous as it is. And if you've got people that are failing tests for performance enhancing drugs, then you need to be you need to be you need to be banned. You need to be chucked out the spot. Mm. And obviously. Right now, Artur Bertabiev is he's fighting Bevel. And like I said, we like the undisputed fight, don't we? And yeah. when you, you are a boxing fan as well, Josh, so when you look at Bevel against Bertabiev, you've got like a slick, pure boxer who's got great technical ability in terms of Bevel, but you've got this come forward bull. bull. <laughs> Probably a lack of a better word. Yeah, so how do you see that fight? Um, I like Bevel on that one, you know. I, th- um, I think it's, you know, Berbatev is. Obviously, a wrecking machine, like you know. He's a, uh, but I do, I do like Bivol in that one. He's, I just think he's got a little bit more of his game. I think he's got the boxing. He can punch as well. Obviously, he's got that Eastern European sort of awkward style with the Russian kind of style. Um, 
but he can punch with it as well and put the combinations together well. So I fancy um, I fancy Bivol in that fight. Yeah. Yeah, big fights are happening we're going to get to see them we, that fight's going to probably land in Saudi Arabia again but we are getting to see that fight but one final one for me you know it's the fight we all want to see Jack Carroll you just need to go on social media I'm glad I'm not on Twitter anymore because I absolutely despise that platform but um, yeah you got a message for Jack and the fans about this fight no? not at all mate nothing at all Stuff. No. I've got to say, I'm looking at my screen here on my camera, Josh, and it looks like you like the colour grey. You've got grey tracksuit, grey couch, <laughs> grey walls. I'm like, that just, it just looks like it's all grey here, but you do like colour, right? Oh, I do like colour, right? but this, this was chosen for me, you see, and I've got just so happens I've got a grey tracker on the day. <laughs> Josh, as always, I do appreciate the time. I know you've got to head back to the gym in, what, a couple of hours now, and you've got a little run session done after your pad session this morning, so... Listen, I'm going to come down to the gym tomorrow morning as well, and I think I'm sparring beefy again tomorrow. So, listen, I can do, do some advice if you've got any, Josh. Put the body belt on. Put the body belt on. <laughs> Is that the advice? <laughs> listen, Josh, as always, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it, and I'll see you in the next one, man. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.